0: Church, presents the Kingdom of God
1: crusade.
0: Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing.
2: Good morning, everyone. I'm here Pastor Billy Han, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KBTV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on charter cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station Calasar, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel, 503 in New York City. If you like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God, Christi telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the Temple of Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Caliph for 100 years, and a prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and confinements and homes. And should you need prayer, or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Before beginning the musical portion of our television program, I would like to announce the 50th anniversary of our prayer tower. The only one of its kind in the Hawaiian Islands, used exclusive prayer. Dedicated on Saturday, January the 26th, 1974, this structure truly depicts the Lord's number seven, as it stands 65 feet high, with a 12-foot cross on the top of the roof, making it a total of 77 feet high. Our prayer tower is used daily by our prayer band wars by those holding our prayer, and on Friday nights set aside for those who tarry wholeheartedly for the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues, according to Acts 2.4. We begin our Kingdom of God, Crusade telecast, with the men and women of our church choir. Under the leadership of Emilia Hahn, singing this resounding song entitled, Vacing Shall Be. Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. ¶¶ And choose the hope of our Heavenly Father has given us to spend eternity with Him in God's glorious kingdom, to be rattured up and by His side forevermore. When He calls us to come up hither, the multi talented church band under my direction will play this inspiration and uplifting tune entitled, I'm Praying for You. The wonderful God-given voice of our soul surpassing a past being will give Jesus all the praises and glory in this thought-provoking song entitled, Does Jesus Care?
0: Does <laughs> Jesus Care when my heart is pain too deeply for mirth for song as a bird as
1: friends
0: I'm kiss distress I'm away who was with Too deep, night as he came
2: speak to the Lord in prayer and fasting, we do it in the quietest of places where only Jesus can hear, in your thoughts where only Jesus can see, or in your heart where Jesus dwells. Our church choir will now sing the inspiring and amazing song as found in Matthew 6, 9-13, the Lord's Prayer. This morning we have the delightful talents of Pudahele Kapuni as she plays in her, on her auto harp this comforting song entitled, Nothing But the Blood. It was the blood of Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary that gave the world a way of escape to salvation full and free. When you believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, repent and obey His commandments of redemption according to John 3, 5, Acts 2, 3 and Acts 4, 12, then you will be saved. Once again, we have Associate Pastor Marvin Bing, along with his wonderful helpmate, Sherlyn, to sing an all-time favorite entitled Rock of Ages. It is with sheer delight that we dedicate this song to a well-deserving saint in the Lord, Mrs. Judy Carter of Oahu, Hawaii. As she puts her shoulders to the gospel wheel as a Sunday school teacher, prayer band leader, and prayer warrior at our church services, it will not go unrewarded. Sister Judy, may Jesus continue to smile down upon you And pour your bountiful blessings, pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a glorious, wonderful Sunday.
0: let me hide myself in thee
3: happy new year's eve and praise the lord everyone i'm associate pastor melvin honda And I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KECY Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KLSR-TV Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 6 to 7 a.m. on time 1 channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about a gospel work and view Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m at Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue. Gospel services held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Wai Asano, Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hedibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vespers Espera in President Rojas, Kotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month
2: Our prayer assuring in our TV gospel service will enable you to flee the devil, and that it will be an opportunity for you to renew your Christian dedication and commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to pray much for the body of Christ. The time is short, and God's people must be fully prepared and ready when Jesus comes for his bride, the body of Christ. Therefore, it is imperative for us to spread and propagate the gospel through sermons such as the one I am presenting today and entitled, Prayer is the Strength of the Gospel. Today we hear a great deal about pressure, stress, depression, and anxiety. Many preachers speak with authority and say, I have the answers. The only one who has the answers to all our problems is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He tells us in Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses 31 to 34, the only cure for anxiety is to trust in the Father's care. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, seek first the spiritual things, and the material things will follow. There is no question about it. We are facing pressures on every side in our work and in our world. There's little we can do to avoid the pressures we face. The old adage teaches us that when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Learning how to pray, even under extreme pressure is a vital part of living out our commitment to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Lord taught our disciples a model prayer when they said, "Lord, teach us to pray." Read in Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever, amen. Proper prayer should begin with worship. Put the interests of God above the interests of mankind, and be happy in that which is His will. Prayer should ask for daily needs, and seek the forgiveness of sins, and victory over temptations. It would be well for us to remember today that we should approach the Father on church ground, that is, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and recognize that our standing is in Him and we have no merit of our own, and with thanksgiving upon our lips and in our hearts, acknowledge His bountiful blessings to us in spiritual and material benefits. We have to yield to God's guidance and faithfully obey his word. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Praying under pressure requires we be clear-minded and self-controlled so that we may overcome the problems and pressures that would control us. Satan would like to put all of us in a dark tunnel where we are miserable and ineffective as true born-again believers. Listen to First Peter 5, 7-8. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Someone said, only God can remove mountains but faith and prayer can move God. We read in Matthew 17, 20, 21, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Why is it hard to pray under pressure? The pressure of life causes us to believe in our weaknesses and shortcomings. Therefore, many many church-going people pray very little. No wonder so many churches are spiritually dead. Victory is gone and the joy is lost. We have to see to it that no one misses the grace of God. God renews His grace to us every day as we need it. Thus, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse one and two. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which thought so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The cloud of witnesses represents the heroes of faith enumerated in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, and all those who have gone on before whose faith was in God's Word. We should lay aside every weight, as weight adds to the difficulty of our progress. The weights are not necessarily external. They are, first of all, in the heart. The moment a thing holds a place in the heart and mind, which is not in God's purpose, it becomes a weight of sin, no matter what it is. And the result is soon obvious. We all have a besetting sin, like a clothes fitting mantle or garment that clings to the body and impedes its progress and freedom of motion. Yes, we are all running a race. Each step of the course has been been marked for us. It's not how you start, but how you finish. Not once saved, always saved. But he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. Reading 1 Corinthians 15 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Some people keep looking at the promised land, but never seem to enter it. The time is now if we hope to make it and turn our lives around. Why should we pray to God when under life's pressures? No matter what the pressures, we should keep on praying. God is the king of the universe, as we find in Psalms 24, seven through eight. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. This means all our problems and burdens are in His hands. Yes, He has the whole world in His hands. God is righteous, and He cannot sin against us. God never lets us down. He tells us, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Listen to Hebrews 13:6, So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. God is everywhere. As we find in Psalms 139, verses seven through 10 and 14. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. These verses show us that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. Such knowledge is too wonderful for us. We cannot understand it. God is all-powerful. Did he not say, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth? Let's take the case of Job. Satan smote him with painful boils from the sole of his feet unto his head. Even his wife told him, curse God and die. But he admonished her, as you read in Job 2.10. But he said unto her, thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. However, he was inclined to be self-righteous and God had to put Job through a fiery test. Finally, he came to himself, we read Job 42, 6, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. The answer to the problem, why do the righteous suffer, is found here. Suffering is required to correct and purify the righteous, not to punish them for their sins. Job was godly and possessed a wonderful faith, which his afflictions could not shake. In other words, he was really under pressure, but he never gave up. He hung on. But he was not humble enough, and was inclined to be self-righteous. When brought into the presence of God, he realized his sinfulness, judged himself, and opened the door to restore happiness and greater fruitfulness. All true born-again believers have the same problem, which is solved in the same way Job was vindicated, honored, and doubly Blessed. He had more in the end than in the beginning. Read in Job 42, 16 to 17. After this, Job lived, lived Job in 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died, being old and full of age. In this too, Job was repaid twofold, having twice the usual span of life. As you read in Psalms 90, verse 10. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is there strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Therefore, let us ask God to teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. We can all praise and thank Jesus for all the precious of life because then we know we are truly the sons and daughters of God. Our eyes have been enlightened, and now we can see the hope of his calling and the riches of his inheritance. Thank God for the inheritance that comes through the gospel of the kingdom of God. At the church of Caesarea, while Peter preached Jesus to the Gentiles, the Holy Ghost fell on all that heard the word. A baptismal followed immediately. As you read in Acts 10, Verses 47, 48, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed him to tarry certain days. It was Jesus who shed his blood on the cross for the sins of the whole world. And only in the name of Jesus can one receive remission of sins. He is the only Savior for this lost and dying world. Thus we see the church at Philippi, the church at Corinth, the church at Ephesus, and the church at Galatia were baptized into Christ, as you read in Galatians 3:27, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The Colossians were buried with him in baptism too. Listen to Colossians 2:12, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him to the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Reading John 3 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What does it mean to be born of water? To be born of water is to be immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And according to Acts 2:38, then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language, which is the only verification of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ without exception. Why is the name of Jesus so important? Because Acts 4:12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It is a name which is above every name in heaven and in earth, and of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Naturally, there is a question by many today regarding the scripture, Matthew 28, 19. Go we therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The truth is, there is not one record of an apostle who baptized a convert. Repeating the words in Matthew 28, 19. The name must be mentioned to fulfill all righteousness. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are merely titles. There is no promise of remission of sins or the promise of the Holy Ghost or the gift of healing in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. The word name is in the singular, not plural. And His name is Jesus. As you read in Colossians 2, 9. For in Him... Dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost dwelleth in Christ Jesus. There are three manifestations, but only one God. As you read in 1 John 5:7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Now let's refocus upon our message. Prayer is the strength of the gospel. The Lord tells us not to focus on our problems. Our God is larger than our problems. Don't think negatively, think positively. God is a God of miracles. Therefore, let's not give up. Here's some timely advice for our viewers. Pray your way out from pressure. Be willing to confess your faults and take responsible action. Fellowship is having the right attitude about sin. Listen to 1 John 1, 8-10. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. We cannot say that we have no sin. Only Jesus Christ can say that. The more we are aware of our own impurities and sinfulness, we are able to see that God is light. God is faithful to His promises and to His people. And at the same, He is just in forgiving sin because the penalty was met at Calvary. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Forget the past. Stop digging your old faults up and just let go. As Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And one might be the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? The number one prize is to be the bride of Christ and to be in that number of 144,000 which will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The trump of God will sound that the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet in the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Don't ever look back. Someone might be gaining on you. Remember Lot's wife? She looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. It's wonderful to come to the end of the way after going through much pressure, depression, and anxiety. God has assured us of salvation and eternal life. On the other hand, the saddest thing to occur on earth will be when one comes to that hour without Jesus and without hope. When Paul came to his hour after much pressure, he had such great assurance that he said to Timothy, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He looked back over his life and remembered his experience with Jesus on the dusty Damascus road. Listen to what he wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 For the which cause I also suffered these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul has committed himself to Christ years before, and he knew that he was now safe in the arms of Jesus. Yes, you can entrust your money to a bank, yet still lose it. You can entrust your friend with a secret, yet he can betray you. However, when you trust your soul to Jesus, it is safe forever. The joy of knowing Jesus is to believe upon Him, who died for us, that we may know the promise of eternal life. Paul knew Jesus, not as a historical person, but as a personal Savior, Master, and Lord. On that day when the light from heaven blinded him, he heard Jesus speaking directly to him. We read in Acts 9, verses 4 to 6, And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. From that time on, Paul came to know that indeed Jesus was the Son of God and the Savior of the world. And on that very day, Jesus became Saul, Paul's savior. Persecutions of all kinds came. Paul had suffered the loss of all things, but the one great joy of his life was that he knew Christ. He tells us in Philippians 3a, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And finally, how about the prayer of the Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? Speaking about an example of pure pressure, he was a role model. We read in John 17:1, These words spake Jesus and lifted up His eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify Thy Son, that Thy Son also may glorify Thee. The Lord Jesus Christ asked for six petitions. One, that He might be glorified. Two, for the believer's safety, which we find in verse 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to Thee. Holy Father keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. Three, for the believer's sanctification that we find in verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Four, for the believer's unity in verse 21, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. As the psalmist tells us, behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. In unity, there is strength and victory. Five, for the future believers, as found in verse 20, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. And finally, six, we read in verse 24, for the believers' future glory, Father, I will they, that they also whom thou hast given me, Be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. The Bible tells us that an angel came from heaven, came down to strengthen him while he was praying, and in agony. He prayed under pressure, and his sweat was as it was great drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus knew that he was about to go forth to die, but instead of asking for help and comfort, he spent those last hours in comforting his disciples. What a wonderful Savior! If you would like to know more about God's Word, the Church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. Our church band will close our television program by playing a tune entitled, Victory!